Welcome, everybody. Um, I'm Cherie Silas with um, Tandem Coaching, and this meetup is called Coaching Tools and Tips. And the purpose of this meetup is so that I can um, help to put you in connection with some really good coaches around the world. So many of the presenters that we have in this meetup are CECs or CTCs or PSTs or all the other letters. Um, many are professional coaches, but they're in this agile space just like you are. And the goal is to provide a way for you to get even more access to some new learning and new techniques. And we specifically like to provide some kind of a tool that you can walk away with and take back to your company and go put into practice. So just in case you aren't aware, any time that you spend working with a CEC or a CTC um, is valid for Scrum education units. So when you renew your certifications, you always need some continuing education. And this is one way that we provide continuing education for you and you don't have to pay for it. So that's always a bonus. Um, so today's speaker is Kimmy Raji, and she's gonna be talking to us about creating a thinking environment with your clients. And she's got a tool that she's going to introduce to us that she created, and it's called a thinking environment canvas. And it'll be, this is my first time um, seeing this and um, hearing this presentation from Kimmy. So um, I want to welcome you today, and I trust that you'll get plenty of great information and tools that you can use. If you stick around to the end, we'll be doing a giveaway and you'll get the opportunity to win three coaching sessions with Kimmy. She is a professional coach with the International Coaching Federation as well as being a CTC with the Scrum Alliance. So she um, has a lot to offer and um, looking forward to hearing what she's got to say. So welcome Kimmy. I'm going to hand this off to you and let you take it from there. And I am your servant. So just tell me what you need along the way. And um, I am happy to help. Thank you so much, Sherry, for that warm welcome uh, as usual. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, everyone. It's glad to be, I'm so glad to be here. Uh, just like Sherry said, um, uh, let me share my screen. I always forget to do that. Um, just bear with me, I need to find. Right. Great. Um, okay. So uh, we're going to be talking about um, creating a thinking environment. Um, I don't know if I have to kind of like introduce myself first because I know Sherry has done a bit of that. Uh, but a little bit mm -hmm. about myself. Um, hey, Sarah. Okay. I need to kind of like put away all these things first. So bear with me. So I don't see myself. Um, I'm a mom to three boys, uh, a coach, a trainer, a mentor, and I owed a bunch of um, agile scrum and coaching certifications in addition to my uh, university degrees. 
So I've been in um, Agile um, domain for a while now, coaching teams, um, organizations, executives, and um, I've been in professional coaching for another uh, additional two years, which I found really very interesting. So without taking much of your time, um, I'm going to dive into the uh, topic for today, and which is um, creating a thinking environment. Sorry. A lot of times I, I find out that I don't do a lot of thinking myself because I'm solution oriented. I kind of like get a, um, some few ideas and I run with it. So when I work with teams, I realize I'm rushing them as well because they already have those ideas. And I'm thinking, why don't you just make a decision? And a couple of times I've worked with managers, I've worked with uh, teams whereby um, they've said to me, well, you've got to let us do some thinking. And I said, oh, okay. And that's what, probably what made me to decide I need to work on my I think patience is what it is, or maybe start taking myself away uh, from uh, that solution oriented place, or perhaps creating that thinking environment uh, for my team to start working with. Uh, and that brought me to read uh, the books by uh, Nancy uh, Klein on thinking uh, environment. So I don't own this thinking environment thing. Um, it, it's a copyright. I have just read extensively and watched uh, some uh, videos and implemented uh, some of the concepts with my team, and it's worked, not just for my, myself, but for my teams as well as I, I work with them. So what is thinking, you might say? And how often do we do thinking? So the noun um, interpretation of it is that it's the process of considering or reasoning about something, while the doing part of it is that using thoughts and rational judgment, most especially intelligence. I have had two or three managers whereby I've learned a lot in terms of how often we create this thinking environment for ourselves and for the people we work with. For instance, I work with someone um, and as soon as I get into that, let's call her, uh, the person manager one. As soon as I get to manager one's office, they're telling me every single thing that they need me to do. Whatever agenda I go in with, I don't get to say it. So I leave the office and I'm thinking that is a lot to process. And they're expecting me to do those things, what they want me to do. And I don't get time to process those information, let alone be able to make it my own. At the same time, I add a manager, another manager, let's call that person manager too, whereby they, uh, we are in a conversation and they're saying something and I'm looking and they're like, well, I need you to bring something to the table here. And I'm thinking, I don't have anything to bring to the table because that has not been what I'm used to. So I fought very hard 
with those two concepts. And as I grow and continue to grow in my coaching career, I realized manager two was actually the way to go. Although them telling me they need me to bring something to the table didn't feel easy for me. Maybe they could have done it in a better way. Because as an introvert, when you tell me to do something or you're a pressure or I feel pressurized to do something, I shut down. Right. So what type of thinkers do we have? We have the left and right brain, isn't it? You might want to think of what um, brain you're using. But here are some ideas of, on how you can um, know what side of the brain you use. Just so you know, this is meant to be an interactive session. So if you have any questions as I go through uh, my slide, let me know. I can't even see anybody right now. So I think Sherry is going to be controlling the chat uh, box. But let me know if there's any question that pops up. So the, there are the linear thinkers. They're the left brain. So they prefer the logical, sequential, structured things. Things that have to follow the way uh, it should be to process. And they're more of a, a detailed orientated. Everything has to be planned. Things have to be in place before they can even do anything with that uh, thought. And it has to be precise. And they define meaningfulness in categories, streamlines, systems, options. Those are the left thinkers, right? And then you have the lateral thinkers. They are the right brain dominant. They prefer to look at the pictures and understand the concept. They focus on being overlooked, uh, what is being overlooked, uh, challenging assumptions. So those are the people that will always have another thought and another thought and another thought because they're looking at it from different perspectives, right? And connecting the dots, right? And then you have the uh, rounded thinkers. Those are the circular thinkers. They prefer to scan all information. Those are the people that you'll, they would look at the bigger pictures as well as the details. So as they're zooming in, they're zooming out. They're focusing on all the possibilities, everything possible that could be done or could be thought of. And they circle around different possibilities, whether directly or indirectly. You need to understand the top type of thinker, the person or teams you're working with as in order for you to be able to uh, um, create that thinking environment for them. Because by understanding that, you know how to better uh, serve them better, uh, to uh, have the conversation serve them better or the environment serve them better, or the information you provide them to serve them better. So in creating thinking environments, there are a lot of things that needs to go into place, right? This is just something I threw in, in um, when I was looking at my personality uh, test. And this is something you can do as well. It just helps you um, when you're working with a team uh, to know how your team best to work together and what personalities are within your team. Um, so as human, we go through stages of thinking, as they say. Um, the first one is the, uh, the feeling uh, stage. The feeling stage is basically, uh, let's just go back to the uh, summary of it. So you have the feeling stage, uh, you have the beliefs 
stage, you have the fact stage, and you have the ideas stage. So the feeling stage is that we are just thinking about how we feel. Everything is just about feelings. But when you focus so much about your feelings, you then detach from the world because you don't think about uh, any other thing. You, uh, you're not responsible for or accountable for what happens around you. You're just focusing solely on your feeling, and that's how you're basing your action and your choices. You're simply existing, right? Because that's, a, that's how you feel. Um, in some cases, if people dwell so much about their feelings, they're just looking at what they are feeling and not other people's feelings. So it's all about me, 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 right? And you can't get them to see any other perspectives. And then the, the belief state, which is the gamma stage, it's when you progress from the emotions part of things and then you latch onto something, a belief that someone has told you, uh, most especially when you look at religion or you look at culture. Um, that has been embedded in you or you grew up with that culture and you've been told that's the right thing to do. You don't ask why, you just follow uh, that belief, right? That's another stage of thinking. So people with that, this kind of mindset don't think outside of the box per se because they feel that they are, um, they're going to be penalized for uh, doing something outside of that belief. And then the fact stage, which is a better stage. The um, danger with this one is that when you have little facts, they're based on that. Whatever decision or thinking that people are doing are based on that little information which they have. But they know the what, but they don't actually know the why. So they're just doing it, what they see or what they read, without verifying, they're just doing it. Right. And then the last stage is the ideas stage. This is where the why happens. This is where people start questioning beliefs. They start questioning uh, feelings. They start asking questions about what should happen next? Why is this happening to me? What could happen? And believe you or not, we are all alphas. We're at that stage. We all have ideas. It's just that we're sometimes too lazy to think. So which is what brought me into the thinking of how do we create that thinking environment so that we can allow for people to start thinking for themselves. And sometimes as coaches and scrum masters or even whatever role we are, of authority or we feel that we have authority or people perceived authority, they leave the thinking for us to do. How can you take that authority or perceived authority away and give that back to your team, to your teams or organization? So Nancy described 10 ways of creating that thinking environment. And one is the attention. So in no particular other, one uh, is attention, equality, ease, appreciation, encouragement, information, feelings, diversity, incisive questions, and plays. And she believes that when all these things happen, 
you have created a thinking environment for your team or organization. But most importantly, you have helped to empower your team to think for themselves. She dwelled a lot on this attention because she believed that when you give attention to people, that's the very first step of creating that thinking environment. And you have to ask yourself, how much attention do you give to people when they're speaking? Right? How much attention, you know, undivided attention do you give to people when they need you? Sometimes we find ourselves multitasking. I am not. I'm guilty of that as well. I'm doing something and someone comes to me, they start talking. Rather than leaving what I'm doing and giving them that full attention, I will say, I'm listening, right? And I still carry on doing what I'm doing. That's not a full attention, right? Um, your listening skills comes to play here. What level of, uh, of listening are you? Level one, level two, or level three? Are you there interrupting the person? Or are you there thinking about your own experience as well? Or thinking about the next thing you want to say? Or are you fully focused to what that person is telling you? So ask yourself, when was the last time you actually give someone full attention, undivided attention? So what I'm going to ask you to do right now is to form a peer in the breakout room. Sherry is going to help us with that. And um, first person is going to prepare something they want to say, right? Uh, and um, sorry, just bear with me. Okay. I'm trying to read. Um, sorry. Uh, so, from a peer in the breakout room and prepare for one person to share a story. First person shares the story for five minutes, right? Share a story of a time when you've not been heard, seen, or respected. Or perhaps you want to flip it and share a story about the time you were heard, seen, and respected. And then switch after five minutes. All righty. So we are, I will. And then, sorry, the last part, we're going to debrief uh, for three minutes uh, afterwards when we come back into uh, the session. Okay, sounds good. I have everybody ready to go in breakout rooms and I'm going to send this over to you. Kimmy. What's the total amount of time we want? Um, we want seven, seven minutes. Oh, sorry. Seven. Yeah. 15 minutes. So five minutes each on each side. Okay. So yeah. I'm going to put you in breakout rooms and my timer, it's like a warning timer. That's two minutes. So you'll see a two minute timer come up and then um, you can either jump back in the main room if you're done or you can um, wait and when your time expires, it'll pull you back in. Um, if for some reason you all get done before the, the total um, time, then feel free to come back to the main breakout room. I am shipping you off right now. And Kimmy, um, I have you in a 
room by yourself so you don't have to join. Oh, you're already gone. <laughs> right so for instance a thinking partner comes to you oh sorry uh, someone comes to you and they want uh, they um they're asking to help them think or maybe they're not even asking that questions a lot of time we don't even ask questions they're coming to you and say hey i have a problem can you help me solve it you don't want to tell them no but at the same time you don't want to solve that problem for them because you know that they can solve the problem so the question well, one of the questions could be that, what are you assuming right now, All right? Or what are you assuming that it's in the way? Or what are the possible solutions or what are the possible uh, uh, solutions that you have that can help you solve that problem? And I would uh, then give you my own, uh, share my own experience. So these questions are really um, great in helping people to think rather than i tell you what this is what you should do that is what you should do i'm guilty of that too because it's the easiest way for me to uh in my own opinion uh to uh, help someone but i'm not doing them a great service summer so the the final one is place place uh in terms of the environment um the atmosphere what is it like any distractions uh, within the team any distraction with that person you're talking to it could be uh that they are in the office and they get distracted they go get called to do stuff every uh, to do things every time so how about taking them away from that working environment into an area whereby they wouldn't be disturbed. How do you create that place in the absence of resources for your team, for the individual to be able to speak, to be able to think, to be able to do their work at their best? Again, it could be the psychological safety as well. So take a look for, from your, uh, of a retrospective. You have someone of high authority in retrospective and everyone goes silent, right? That's not the right place to have conversation. So place is very important as well. So those are the 10, uh, oh, sorry, that, that, there's uh, one more, uh, appreciation. And I think we're going to get in, into uh, another breakout session here for two minutes. Appreciation is appreciating the person for what they've done rather than for who they are. So in order to do this, you, you need to, um, uh, I think the, the good way of explaining this is the radical candle thing. So you need to know them. You need to understand. You need to believe in them in order for you to appreciate what they're doing and to be able to, for that appreciation to go a long way, right? When you appreciate people for what they do, for what they're doing, you'll find out that they would show, uh, um, they would come out at their best. 
So um, I think we're going to go into the uh, partner which we have earlier on, and we're going to look at um, sharing something positive about that person or what you long for for them. And then you're going to share something positive about someone who has guided you or supported you professionally. The person doesn't have to be in this room. Right. Um, two minutes uh, each on its side, and uh, uh, you take a chance to share that um, positive uh, message. So, and then we'll come back to uh, the main room. Okay. So I'm going to send everybody to breakout rooms. You'll get a two-minute warning. when. Um, so I'll leave you in there for about three minutes, and then I'll click on the two-minute warning, and then we'll, we'll be back in a total of five minutes. they kind of understand um, we're going welcome back everybody um, Kimmy everybody is back you are good to go okay um, welcome back what was that like for you anybody want to share with just one, two? it was good to remember somebody in our life like uh, who we don't maybe not in touch anymore or uh, like not interacting with them quite often so when you think about somebody who has guided or supported you professionally or personally, right? So, yeah, it brought good memories. Okay, any other thoughts? Um, I was going to say that because you went sort of through the traits or some of the things to think about, it was very easy for me then to think about a person that's got a lot of that that's helped me, you know, through my journey. So it was all, you know, I could go back going, oh, yes, they're very appreciative, they're very encouraging. You know, they, they've ticked all those sort of boxes that you went through. So for me, it was a nice mirroring of, of you know, it just sort of came to me. Yeah. And to share something positive, you don't even have to know that person, right? Um, you could just share that, whatever message you're getting at that moment with them or what you long for them. Right? And it goes a long way. It's really touching. A lot of times we um, will share what people are doing, but we don't share what uh, something positive uh, with them. And that takes them, uh, you know, to the next level. So in order to facilitate a thinking environment, um, you need to have a room contract. Um, similarly to um, the retrospective, um, which you do with your teams, what is it that we want to, take away from here? How are we going to be interacting? How are we communicating? Um, that helps a lot. So everyone knows what's happening because you would have explained to them what's going to happen. And then as a facilitator, you try and stay away. I, I remember um, holding uh, a facilitator one of these and it was my first one actually uh, while I was trying this out and I kept interrupting and injecting and uh, before I know it, everyone stopped talking, which wasn't the goal. So I'll try and stay away from it. Again, that, this will be part of your contract uh, to let people know that you're not going to be involved 
but you are going to be injecting and trying to guide them. And then hold the structure. Make sure everything is in place before you even start doing this, right? Uh, and uh, ensuring that whatever is going to be in the way, uh, it's removed and you still maintain that 10 things that needs to happen. However, don't overprotect because we know people um, better or maybe they've confide, uh, confide, um, sorry, confide in us uh, something. We want to protect them or we want to say, oh, what this person means is you don't want to do that. Whatever happens, let it happen because you never know where it's going to take you. At the end of the day, you want to create that thinking environment and you want to help your team by letting them, um, you know, unleash that thought in them. So a good question to ask is, what else are you thinking? What else? And what else are you thinking? Right. So um, that's the end of my production uh, presentation. And I would want to know, what are you thinking? Awesome. Thank you. Who has some questions that you'd like to ask? For me, it's not a question. It's more of a thank you. Um, thank you. It's, it, it was a good session. It, great reminders. I mean, as coaches, we, we go for training for all these things, but, you know, we slip back and forth sometimes. Great reminders. It's been a fantastic session um, because we need, one of the two things that I know are difficult is mentoring. It's, um, it's um, listening and not giving advice as a coach. Those two things were the things I struggled with. Not giving advice and listening. Those were the two areas that I felt I had to continuously improve as an area, you know, as a coach. So for me, these, these are just, you know, great reminders, so to speak. So thank you. Thank you for that. Who else? So again, uh, again, like, thanks, Kemi. So uh, I'm currently working with kind of a newer team. Uh, so which is getting to know each other. I'm sure uh, this might be quite useful exercise for me to run with that team. Uh, to understand their thinking processes and how they think. So um, my question is like, um, so uh, what good, what size of a group is good for this kind of an activity? And what are the, uh, I mean, what kind of, I mean, safety mechanisms that should be in place uh, me, for me as a facilitator to run this exercise so that like it doesn't either get uh, too bogged on, like nobody sharing anything or it's like becoming too passionate and everybody's like, out in the open and there's like each other's throat and kind of thing. So, so how to find that balance? Yeah, you're, you're right and like anything it's all about experiment um so i created some something can you see my screen still uh no not yet oh okay um what did i not do oh i had unshared it just so we could all see each other but you can oh okay all right again Okay, I need to move this out of the way. Can you see my screen now? Yeah. Yeah, so I created this canvas. Well, it's it's not your typical canvas. I've just used that this template to put things in the box and to help me to think as well uh, before I even 
consider facilitating a, a, a thinking environment. So, uh, oh my God, I'm going to share this with you. Uh, I said to Sherry earlier on, um, when I printed it, some, some of the content cut off. So I would um, do that and share it later. So this is what you, I work with in, um, in order for me to prepare myself. And I would have noticed some of the things or some people that I need to talk to beforehand uh, in order to facilitate this. For instance, the place. How am I going to find a, a suitable place? Because where I work, there are no availability of rooms. So where am I going to find a place that would help to facilitate this thinking environment? And where are the people that I know talks a lot in the meeting uh, that I need to first have a conversation with uh, to let them know uh, this is going to happen and how it's going to ha uh, be handled? Or who are the people that kick against something new, right? And again, it's not to um, uh, penalize them. It's okay to talk. But if we're having a conversation and trying to solve something, we need everyone on board. And by the time you engage everyone individually and collectively, you're going to have a seamless facility, uh, conversation. And you'll find that people talk. And again, it's about creating that diversity, uh, creating the ease, right? Uh, psychological safety. And one thing I find has worked for me really well is sharing my own thoughts. So this is what I'm thinking. And uh, this is what I just, uh, that just occurred to me. What are you guys thinking too? Right, and by sharing that uh, thought process, they're able to share theirs too. So it doesn't have to be some time dedicated or finding group of people, uh, bringing a group of people in one room. It could be one-to-one -one as well. Right. It could be someone coming to you and say, I have a problem, can you help me? And you give that person all the attention they can ever think of. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Kemi. Thank and you. this would be a great resource for you to share and for us to try and leverage and use it with our team. So thank you for creating this. Sure. Yeah. I think we have time for one more question. Um, how do I escape stop sharing thing? Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Great. Any other comments or questions, Rohit? I, I have one, uh, it's more on um, what's your experience of uh, using it with uh, leadership group, um, you know, helping them create a thinking place or supporting that thinking environment across organization. A lot of what you said, I didn't hear you were breaking off. Maybe it's just me. So, um, you know, what was your experience using it with a leadership group to create that thinking environment across their organization? Ah, so uh, my first one was really tricky because it was like, well, just solve the problem, right? Solve the problem. Uh, and it was that consulting mode of how does it work for you rather than this is my experience. What are you going to take away from it? Uh, so it didn't go very well. But as soon as I, I tried the second time, again, you know, a situation, 
uh, and then created a very tight agreement, right? This is what I'm going to help you with. This is what you're going to bring to the table. This is where we're meeting each other, right? Uh, I need you to be prepared. You're bringing this before and, right? This is the homework. And it's making things really explicit, right? Information explicit. Remember about information, giving information for people. So some of this uh, thing you have to do even before you meet with them because you would have been thinking about it too, right? So the information part, what do you need or how much information do you need to give to them in order for them to make that decision or in order for them to come to you as a thinking partner, right? And how much attention can this person give, right? Because it works both ways. They bring their own attention, you bring your own attention, especially if it's a leadership. They only got five or five minutes attention span, right? Can you get something concrete out of that? And like I said, it doesn't have to be a huge session. It could even be uh, 10 minutes of undivided uh, and you get something done rather than having an hour of everyone talking and nothing comes out of it. Great points. Thank you. Um, and then we have one request. If you can put up the slide that has the 10 steps or the 10 words on it, um, okay. that would be great. I'll give you a minute to look for that. And then I want to remind everybody that we have another session coming up next week. And that one is with a CEC. His name's Brandon Rains. For I'm um, not sure if you all know him or not. He lives in the DC area. He's a great guy. I've been um, um, friends with him and professionally knowing him for several years now. We took some classes together, coaching classes with CTI, and he's a great guy. So he's going to be doing a session on um, navigating. You, you, uh, it's called Coaching Patterns for Navigating the Forming, Storming, Norming, and Performing. So he's going to help you with some tools that you can bring back to your workshop um, and coaching patterns and ideas that you can use for working with people um, and teams when they're in all four of those states. So that'll be next week at the same time. And then um, I am going to go, Kimmy, you can share that slide whenever you're okay. ready. That way they can get what they need. And I've put everybody's name in a name picker. So um, Kimmy is going to be giving away today three, three coaching sessions with her. Um, so I've got everybody's name in my name picker and I'm going to shuffle those up. And let's see who will get the opportunity to, um, to meet with Kimmy. Uh, oh, there it is. I couldn't remember how to turn it on. All right, let's see. Rob Hensley, are you still here? Rob? Are you here? Maybe not. I know we had just a couple people end at the very end, and if he's not here, then someone else gets the chance. Nope, it looks like he dropped off. So I'm going to remove him.
Shuffle this up and try one more time. Daniela. I, I believe Daniela is still here. Is that right? Yep, she is still here. So if you can um, just chat Kimmy your um, email address or however you'd like to be contacted, you and her can work out separately how you want to get together and get those coaching sessions done. And she's a great coach. I've been coached by her before, so you are in for a treat. Well, welcome. Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming. I appreciate that um, you spent this time together with us today. And I will send out um, and attach to the meetup the information that Kimmy sends over with the slides in the, um, the canvas. So that way you'll have it for your future reference. It's been great having you. And have a great weekend. Thanks. Thank you so Jeremy. much, everyone. Thanks, Sherry. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thanks, Thank everybody. you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.